Yo, yo, yo. What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Isaac. And this is your boy, Bryce. And we are Brothers on Tennis. And folks, we had a very, very interesting week of tennis. We got to experience not only grass court tennis, but clay court tennis in the same week. (laughs) (laughs) Which, of course, only happens after Wimbledon. Uh, Bryce, what do you think, man? How were those tournaments that we had this past week for you? Well, you know, I think they were all, I think all four of them were 250. So these yes. were facing either dollars or points. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't know how many people ranked in the top 10 we saw this week. <laughs> <laughs> right. But uh, sh- shout out to those that are on the grind. <laughs> I know that's right. Hey, talk about on the grind. You know, it was it was it was fun. I tell you, you know, we we of course always come back to the states right after Wimbledon to do the whole uh, inductee into the Tennis Hall of Fame and that whole deal happened. And so, of course, Layden Hewitt got inducted this past weekend. Um, yeah, yeah, and uh, so that was nice. But overall, it was really a good a good tournament. So I know we'll get into all the results. So which, which ones do you want to, you want to hit on first, brother? We'll start with the women since they were slightly more low budget. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Just slightly. Um, (laughs) You know what? I know we're recording live. Isaac here, but look at that text message our producer just sent us. (laughs) Oh, good Lord. <laughs> and Let I, me see. who is listening to this podcast right now is going to understand what's going on. But, um, yeah, <laughs> take a peek when you get a chance, my friend. Oh, uh, wow. In- I did. I just saw <laughs> it. Okay, we'll talk later. <laughs> <laughs> Too oh, funny. funny. Yes. Okay. So, back to the t- <laughs> Yes. <laughs> uh, so we had two women's tournaments last week. Both of them were 250s. Yes. Uh, and, and the first one that came up on my screen here is the one that was in Switzerland. Yes. Um, where Danielle Collins was top seed. We also had, in terms of the, the rest of the top eight seeds, we had Belinda Bencic. We had Bagu, Cerebus Tormo. Uh, Parizas Diaz, don't even know who that is. Uh, right. Garcia, Zendanzik, and Grativa. So, yeah, that that lets you know it was a 250. Uh, <laughs> this tournament was won by there goes that girl, there uh, go that girl, Patrick Martic. Um, Isaac just. Overall thoughts, uh, when you look at the draw, I see, like, y- your fave, uh, Danielle Collins, was the top seed, but couldn't get out the first round. Yeah, yeah, she's having a, a little bit of a, a little bit of a, a struggle, um, uh, if, if I do say so myself. But it was, a, it was a tough match, but you would have expected her to pull that out, even though it was a couple tiebreakers. But, uh, yeah, she wasn't able to do so, and I think from there, the, the, draw just kind of imploded it seems so uh Danilovich I had never heard of her prior to this tournament so the fact that she made it to the final uh to go against Petra Martic was uh pretty interesting I mean the other side of the draw was a little bit more normal in the fact that you had 
uh, in the quarters, Garcia versus Cerebus Tormo. You had Martic versus Benchich. I was surprised that Martic was able to take out Benchich. That's a pretty, pretty big win. So, uh, yeah, you know. And then for her to then go past Garcia, who's been on a, a pretty good hot streak, was mm-hmm. was also, again, very impressive. And she was like, hey, uh, I don't know your name, so <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and take this title and give you a whole biscuit as I'm walking out the door. So, right. yeah, so good good on Petra Martic. I mean, let, let us not forget. And the reason we call her, you know, that go that girl is because she got up to number 12 in the world. So yeah. she got some skills. Um, we just don't always see it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but again, anybody that can make it that close to the top 10 has some game. So yeah. therefore, you know, she went and she represented. And who knows, maybe this is one of those things where, you know, she was doing well before the pandemic. And then I think the pandemic hit and then her ranking just went pretty much in the toilet. So maybe it's, you know, she's finally rebounding and she's trying to get herself, you know, back in the top 20. Who knows? She, she Good start, I tell you that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And here's the funny thing. We joke about her with that whole there goes that girl. But I don't <laughs> dislike her at all, you know. No, not at all. Not she's at a- all. Good player, good solid stroke. She's kind of tall and lanky, and but yeah, she 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 actually is a really good player. Um, so you know, no 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 slight on her. She's she's getting it done, or at least she got it done this week. That's for sure. Sure did. So she's the owner of that two fifty title, and congratulations, Petra. There you go. <laughs> now, <laughs> The other 250 we had going on last week was the Hungarian Grand Prix in Budapest, Hungary. Yes. I I mean, this was just a week for your people. Um, (laughs) I mean, we we know you have spoken, you know, very highly on Para. And if I'm not mistaken, she started in qualifying and came all the way through and won the tournament. That is correct. Yes, she did. I have always I don't know why, but I am just a fan of Bernarda Pera. I don't I just I think it was because, you know, we ended up seeing her a little bit in that pandemic time frame. And, you know, we were all just scratching for for any tennis. And so when you saw a new face, it was like, oh, wait a minute, who is this? And I just have I just enjoy her game. I enjoy her aggressiveness. She's a lefty. And I was very, very pleased to see her get through that draw and, and take home that title. I mean, because that that's, you know, to me, she should be taking home titles. I mean, I feel like her game is is that good. Um, but it was really nice uh, for 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 me to see her get that type of a result this week. Her first uh, first tour WTA title, man. And I don't know what it is about. I just guess when I hear that a player started in qualities and then they go and they win the whole thing, I just think that that is such an impressive feat. Yeah. Yeah. There's no joke, man. That is, that is, that's, that's a lot of, 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 of tennis matches and fortitude. So uh, yeah. Yeah. Kudos to her for getting it done. And, you know, and she played a young lady named Krunich and I don't know if you remember her, but that was the young lady that always used to have that, uh, you know, that sparring match, if you will, with uh, Maria Sharapova. Um, I think they were in the juniors together. and She was always like, I can kick her butt and, you know, all the talking, all that big noise. Um, <laughs> so 
it hadn't seen her in years. So the fact that she was actually in the final was really nice to see as well. And apparently they knew one another because they was all huggy, huggy, smiley, smiley after the match. So, but so that was cool. But I was very happy for Bernarda. Well, shout out to Bernarda Perra for winning her first title. Uh, she snagged this 250. Uh, congratulations. But also, now that you mention it, congratulations to Maria Sharapova. I heard she had a little baby boy. There you go. Baby, baby. Yeah. She's joined the Mother's Club. So good for yeah. her. Congratulations, Maria. Maybe she'll come back, too. I'm just trying to say, look, if we don't get 24, we need Maria Sharapova. That's true. That, y'all know what, yeah, that's true. Because that's when the true Serena, Serena Grand Slam tennis comes out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, my goodness. So, anyway, moving on. <laughs> Uh, to the other 250s we had last week on the yeah. men's side, we had the uh, tournament, the Nordea Open in Bastad, Sweden, yes. where we, you know, of course, in Sweden, you would expect the number one seed to be Casper Ruud. Yes. <laughs> and that whole Norwegian part of the country, of the world. But mm-hmm. the uh, seeded players in this tournament were Ruud. Rublev, Schwartzman, uh, RBA, PCB, uh, Hands, uh, <laughs> uh, Runa, and Baez. So yes. it's a 250, but, you know, some nice names in there. And we also had, uh, you know, our boy Karatsev in there. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Isaac, you know, your thoughts on this tournament? Uh, I tell you what, there were a few things that were of of strong interest to me in this tournament. I mean, first and foremost, you had Dominic Thiem. Mm -hmm. Um, He, of course, is trying to fight his way back. So the fact that he not only got out of the first round against Rusevori, but then was able to actually get past RBA. Hey, yeah. Yeah, that was really good. And played Sebastian Baez very, very tightly. I mean, that was a tough three-setter that they played. And so I'm hoping that that is an indication of good things for Dominique Team because I think he just, he needs to get some, some consecutive wins under his belt. And I think that that, should really, you know, go very far, especially the fact that, again, he beat RBA. And RBA is a tough out for anybody. Yes. Yeah. So I was... Exactly, on any surface. Knowing that RBA, this is not his favorite surface, but still, he is a tough out. So that you have to take a lot of... uh, a lot of uh, confidence out of. So so good on Dominique team. There's so many things I want to talk about. And of course, we'll we'll get to the final and the two guys that got there. But I just need you to help me understand this. Mm-hmm. Did someone like open the bakery early for uh, PCB? And he was like, you know what, Diego, you are looking extremely <laughs> hungry today. <laughs> I, I never, ever, Bryce, would have thought it possible to give Diego Swartzman a breadstick and a bagel on clay. Dude. Yeah, I would not have thought, but maybe PCB was like, look, I beat Varvrinka in the first <laughs> of all. 
that old high tossing Ramos Vignola <laughs> in the next round, you ain't got nothing. <laughs> nothing. Nothing. <laughs> I was like, what is going on? <laughs> and I didn't watch that match in full detail. I just kept seeing games go by like, what? What is happening here? Yeah. Um, that was a pretty strong beat down right there, bro. So that one uh, was very, very surprising to me. But you're right. I mean, a lot of very interesting victories in this tournament. And then you get to the final, and you got two newbies that made it there. Right. Because I was surprised at how Baez handled Rublev. Right? It's <laughs> Like, two and four. Uh-huh. Like, right. But let's not forget, though, Baez was that same person that I believe was up two sets to love on, I, yeah, on Sasha, right? Uh-huh. Uh, well, yeah, he let him come back. But still, um, he he has he has a good game. That young man's got a really good game. And I actually feel like Baez and Sarundalo and um, uh, what's, what's the other one I'm thinking about? Rune. I think they're kind of getting inspired by the fact that uh, uh, Carlos Alcaraz is having so much success that they're sitting there like, well, we the same age. Why can't we have some success? You know what I mean? Right, right. I think they're gaining some fire. You're probably right. Absolutely. Now, I will tell you this. I was happy that, I mean, since he he didn't have to worry about playing Wimbledon, that Karatsev... Uh, clearly got some things together because he beat Sonigo in the first round. Then he yes. took care of Gaston, who's always tricky. Yeah. Uh, and he lost to the eventual champion, uh, Sarundalo. But, you know, Karasev, it got kind of tight on him trying to get some wins. I know. I know, right? And I even watched the match against Sarundalo, and he's... You know, my whole thing with Karatsev is, like I said, I you know, we're, we're fans. We will always be fans. But I'm kind of understanding now how it it took him that long to get or have that breakout that he had. I just think that there's a, a mental component that huh? Karatsev either is locked in or the minute he gets out, he's out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he out. Um, because I watched the match against Sarundalo, and he really was playing a really good first set. And like I said, I think when he got broken... Uh, and then, like I said, Sarindolo one seven five. It was like you could see that I was yeah, that he just wasn't quite as engaged or locked in anymore. So I don't know. I, it's it's just interesting. But you know, like I said, he he he's he's doing this thing, and we will always be be fan fans of his. Hopefully, he can find that consistency that he had in years past. But we, we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. So shout out to Sarandolo uh, yeah. for taking this title and him and his brothers. They are really coming up. Yeah, they are. Uh, ATP tour. Absolutely. Uh, so, and for the final 250 we had of the week, shout out to our girl Katrina Adams now running that Hall of Fame thing over there. Come on now. Come uh, on. <laughs> right. <laughs> we had the emphasis Hall of Fame open. And um, let's just run down the top seeds for this. So top seed was FAA, followed by Isner, then Bublik, then Cressy, then Bonzi, then Andy Murray, then Vesley, then Duckworth. Right, right. So um, 
so okay so first of all <laughs> i just became familiar with this jason kubler mm-hmm. yep australia but apparently he is coming for folks <laughs> <laughs> Yes, he is. <laughs> I mean, he took out Jordan Thompson like it was routine. Yes. Had a tight, but pulled out third set tiebreak win over the top seed FAA. Yep. Uh, you know, scooted past fellow Australian Duckworth uh, before Bublik finally got a hold of him. Right, right. Good tournament for him, man. Really good tournament. Nice player. Like his game, but you're right. Yeah, I hadn't I hadn't known much about Kubler at all. But yeah, he was coming for folks for sure. <laughs> and let's talk about Bublik. I mean, it seems like he is, you know, he's always been kind of like the broke curios. Right, and, right. But it seems like he's starting to find some consistency in his game. I would say so. I mean, I, again, he's he's always going to be a little you know, unpredictable. Um, but at the same time, he does have a really good game when he's really focused and is applying himself. So the wins he got this week were very impressive. Yes. You know, he took out Jack Sock. He took out Andy Murray. Mm-hmm. Out Kubler, who we were just mentioning. Right. And almost won the tournament had he, you know, had he, you know, played a, a little bit of a more tighter third set tie break in my opinion. But, uh, but yeah, you gotta, you gotta give that mad love to Maxime. Right. And let's give a lot of love to him. And one of the things that I, I want to say, and I don't have the stats in front of me, so, you know, y'all can go look it up if you want. But all I know is every time that he plays one of the big Americans like Opelka or Isner, he is beating them. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I think he is the king of the, the the tall, big U.S. men. I mean, he's not a small guy. He is right. like, what is he, six foot six or seven? Oh, I, I thought he was even taller than that. Like, I he, thought he was supposed to be like the 6'10 type thing. And he just might be. I, I think he and Chris Eubanks are about the same size. So they, uh-huh. they're up there. They're not quite Isner and, and uh, Opelka seven foot. But they're pretty darn. He's pretty darn close. So, so yeah, yeah. So I could see why he he would be able to handle up on on them serves. He got them long limbs. He does, and he has to serve like those big guys do. But what he does much better than Isner and Opelka is follows his serve into the net. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And that's where, to me, Isner and Opelka have never really like to me. They depend on acing. Mm-hmm. And and Cressy not only can ace you, but even if he has like a really good first serve, he's right in there on the net and has a good put away right there exactly. at the net. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. Yep. So and, he, yeah, go yeah. ahead. No, so I was saying I, that's just very impressive to me on him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean he he really maximized his game on this surface this time around. I was very happy uh, that he was able to lift this title because, yeah, yeah, this, like I said, grass to me suits him. And I think, you know, both of us were initially thinking, you know, he he would do well on this surface just based on his game style, so. Now, I will say, you know, 
to Bublik, and you and I have mentioned this a couple of times, Isaac. You know, he's kind of one of our dream interviews. Oh, yeah. Uh, because he, he kind of out there like that. Uh, <laughs> and, and one of our friends, Rick, we know he is the King Bublik uh, fan. But I must say, I was a little disappointed in Bublik, especially in his post-match comments, um, you know, after the final, when he, in his speech, he said to Cressy, you had great luck. Put your whole prize money on red. You're going to win big. And, <laughs> And, and that whole, like, trying to imply that he's lucky. Um, and Cressy even seemed to take issue with that because in his acceptance speech, he said, well, I apologize for being lucky. <laughs> right, so, right, right. And, and the thing for me is, and y'all know, I am not the Isner fan. I'm really not. Right. But I got to give him half a kudo for after he heard that, the statement that he made. Isner said, you make your own luck. Max plays a game that makes opponents extremely uncomfortable. Congrats to him on his first title. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I like the fact that he stepped in there and was like, hey, look, it wasn't luck. Right. right? He won, you know. So, Rick. You are boy, but you need to tighten your boy up a little. <laughs> that kind of was a little, I kind of say his comments fell in the unsportsmanlike type category. Yeah, for me. I would I would agree with that as well, bro, for sure. It's like you don't want to have sour apples, especially if it's a if it's someone's first tournament win. Yeah. Um, you know, what if Sasha is, you know, gave you some sour apples when you won your first tournament against him. I don't think you would have appreciated that. So yeah, he, he, he needs to definitely tighten that up. That's for sure. Exactly. So, uh, but like you said, shout out to Maxime, a great first tournament win. And it won't be the last for you, buddy. Not Um, at all, my man. You got a good game, real good game. And I think he's up now to number 33 in the rankings. Oh, that is awesome. Nice. Uh, just keep moving up a little bit more. And, you know, we're talking about him being seated uh, in the larger tournaments. And I think a lot of people will be happy about that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, he definitely needs to get seated for the U.S. Open. That's for sure. So keep on pushing, brother. Absolutely. So this week we have four tournaments again. We have uh, two 250s on the women's side. And we have uh, a 250 and a 500 on the men's side. Okay. So let's start with the women. And Isaac, let's start with the Palermo Ladies Open in Palermo, Italy. Mm-hmm. Where, you know, you know, tr- not trying to be disrespectful, but a little bit of a busted tournament. Uh, <laughs> you know, yeah. top seed is Trevisan, followed by Putinseva, Zhang. Cerebus Tormo, Caroline, Caroline Garcia, Bagu, Bandar, and this Parizas, once again, who I don't yeah, know. Yeah, Parizas Diaz, which, yeah, I was about to say, I need to see her game because I'm I'm, I'm not drawing a face to that name for whatever I reason. I not either. Yeah. So I don't know if you have any thoughts about this tournament, you know. Um, 
Well, I mean, it's on clay. So you know that uh, Trevisan definitely enjoys the surface. But, you know, Caroline Garcia has been playing some great tennis as well. Mm-hmm. So, so you, you know, you never, never kind of know uh, what you'll get out of her. And that Zhang Shui, uh, you know, she's been she's been on the come up. So there's just a lot of folks in here who could actually, you know, steal this title. I don't know that I see one you know, person that I'm like, yep, that's the one that I think is going to do it. But there's some there's some potential good matchups in here. What are your thoughts, bro? Same way, you know, I'm, I, you know, I, I, I couldn't put a nickel behind any of these people's names. <laughs> um, but uh, good luck to all of them, and we'll see how it pans out. <laughs> exactly. <clears throat> uh, so moving on to the other women's, uh, 250 tournament. We have the Hamburg European Open, which has a little bit of a better field, um, in my opinion. Uh, top seed is Contivate. Mm-hmm. Next with Kasakina, then Krachikova, then Sas- Sasnovich. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I see that Zendanzik has pulled out. Right. Uh, next, Gracheva, then, ooh. Zanviska, whoever that is, and then Andrea Petkovic. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, all righty. So, your thoughts about this draw? Uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see what we get out of some of the folks here because you know that, you know, we haven't seen a lot of Contravate. Uh, and so it'll be interesting to see if she's able to kind of play her way into some type of, of form. Um, of course, Karchikova is, is, is kind of been trying to battle back and, and get her form. So hopefully she'll, she'll put, put forth a, a good battle uh, in this tournament. And they, they appear to be on, on the same side of the draw. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 it's a few more names that we're familiar with, but at the same time, you know, it, again, I think a lot of the folks are really trying to get themselves ready for the hardcore season that's coming up here in August. But um, this is, you know, it's a good draw. We'll, we'll, we'll kind of see what, uh, what, what folks are throwing out there. If I had to put my, my money on anyone, I would probably say I, I, I would still look at Krachikova. Just because she's she's been out there for a few weeks now. She played the French. She played last week. And although she hasn't won, um, I feel like she's just finding her groove. And I, and to me, her her game is kind of a groove type of a game. So once she really gets herself grooved in, I think that she will uh, really start producing those good results that got her into that top five. I, and, and I tell you who won't be winning this tournament, and that is Kasakina, because Senia Kova stepped up on her today and uh, told her to go and focus on her hardcore game. <laughs> like I said, Senia Kova has a, a, a good singles game when she's focused. It, it's, a, it's a bit up and down, so it's not as good as Krejcikova's, but at the same time, she's got a lot of potential. I don't feel like she's lived up to her potential from a single standpoint at this at this stage. Yeah, yeah. So I agree with you. I think honestly, I think the winner is going to come out of the top half of this draw, and yeah. I think it will be whoever uh, progresses through uh, between Krachikova and Kantevate. Right. That's how I'm feeling, brother. All right. 
So let's bounce over to the men, and we'll start with the 250 for the men, and that is in Gastad, Switzerland. Mm -hmm. and, uh, some nice names in here. Top seed is Casper Ruud. Then we have Bertini. And then we have <laughs> <laughs> And then Ramos Vignolas. Then Pedro Martinez. Then Garin, then Gaston, then Sousa. So, so yeah, good good names, good tournament. I mean, like I said, you, it's still interesting to me that some of the top players, uh, specifically Berrettini, is playing on clay. Given that we're going into the hardcourt season, I mean, I, I definitely understand why Casper Ruud's over here, but right. I it's 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 curious to me that you know Berrettini as well as RBA are playing on clay. I would think that they would be trying to get them some some hardcourt. Uh, um, you know, um, um, reps in, but regardless, um, they're, they're in it. So, um, you know, for me, we'll, we'll, it'll be interesting to see what Casper does, you know, given the fact that he took that L, um, you know, last week, uh, in, in coming out of the first or the second round, I guess it was against Sarundalo. Um, I, I, I you know, I, I, I tend to get concerned about Casper. I, I really do. Cause mm -hmm. I just, I'm wondering if he's not that guy that's going to be got kind of get tossed around and kind of tossed out of the top 10, if you will, just based on some of the other guys and their form and their talent. Um, I don't know. I know that he's he's nice guy, disciplined, but it'll be interesting to see if his game matches up against, you know, really, really, I, I think of all the top guys and the top young guys um, at their best. Because if I were to look at Casper Ruud and, and compare him to, you know, a, a Felix or even a Rublev, I, I would still kind of give those guys the the edge for whatever reason. So I don't know. How do you feel about Casper Ruud, bro? You know what? He's actually one of the players, like from a personality standpoint, that I like the most. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, but I just feel like his skill set is limited. Yes, he hits with a lot of top spin, and that forehand can be a weapon, but I think his serve can be taken advantage of. I think his backhand can be taken advantage of. I think his movement can actually mm -hmm. be taken advantage of uh, by other players that are more offensive. Right. Um, and the clay tends to neutralize that on other players, which I think helps him, which allows him to be more effective but i always pretty much root for him i like the guy a lot yeah. but i do share similar concerns that you have for him i will add one thing we were talking about berrettini and why he might be playing this tournament and, and I, I and i'm just guessing here but since he had to miss wimbledon mm -hmm. um and not play there and i know you weren't able to get any points there but he did miss out on a lot of money there as well Right. Uh, this could be an opportunity because remember, in his mind, he's won the last two tournaments he's played. Right, right. So he may be like, let me go in here. You know, I might be able to snag this one too. And this could be a good lead in into my hardcourt series. So, right. um, or it could even be a test, right? If he had COVID and he wants to play and just make sure he's good before the hardcourt season. Yeah, that's a good point. Yep. yep. It could be that as well. But, um, 
But, you know, some decent names in here. And and by the fact that it is on clay, I I, I guess I would kind of tip my hat to Casper. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Just this one through. Um, but, you know, uh, I'm I'm not sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I look at his road and it's he he should get there. If I'm really looking at, you know, he may have to play either Ramos Vignoles, who is my guy, or Christian Garin in the semis. He should be able to get past both of them, to be very honest with you. And and even on clay, if Berrettini were to make it to the final. Right. You, you'd have to think that Casper would have a little bit of an edge again because it is his better surface than Berrettini's. But then again, you know, Berrettini did win that clay court tennis, uh, clay court tournament that was in Djokovic's backyard. So, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, a good tournament to keep our eye on, you know? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Right. So, let's end it here on the 500 tournament in Germany in Hamburg. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, this is probably the most exciting tournament for us for the week. And, you know, top seed here, we have Carlos Alcaraz, mm-hmm. followed by Rublev, then Schwartzman, then PCB, then Van der Zanschlop, then Hans, Basilisville. <laughs> yes. Then Hatchinoff, then Runa. Right. So this is actually a very good tournament because, in addition, you have people in here like Karatsev and Davidovich Fokina and uh, Fonini and Krajinovic and Baez. You know, mm-hmm. so what do you think in here, Isaac? Yeah, this is a really, really good, solid tournament. Now, the one thing I will, the one observation I will point out, which I think speaks to his personality is what is Alexander Bublev or Sasha Bublik doing in the draw of a clay court tournament when he just came off of grass? And then he's going to be going to hard court. So that's a bit peculiar, but again, that's Bublik. Um, (laughs) um, You know, again, Bryce, there's a lot of really good potential matchups in, in, in this draw. I mean, it's nice to see that Carlitos is, is, is back out there and, 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 and he's going to, you know, put up a good fight. I tell you what, if he, if he gets the chance to play Sebastian Baez in the second round, that's going to be a good battle. That's going to be a really, really good battle. Um, yes. Of course, Baez will need to get past Krajinovic, which is not an easy ask since he's been uh, doing having some good uh, good results of late. But yeah, man, I, I, I see this draw having some really really good good strong potential. You know, Rune, you know he he's he's you know he's a good young talent, and I know that Casper may have his issues with him, but he, <laughs> he, he you know he he he's got a really good game on him, so. A lot of Twitter, again, a lot of good matchups. Got issues with them too. What's that? Twitter got their issues with them too. <laughs> oh, do they? Oh boy. <laughs> yeah, he got a reputation issue he needs to address already. Oh, that's disappointing, given that he's so young. But uh, hey, you know, because the worst thing you can do is when people are dumping on you, if you for you to throw Roger Federer's name in there. Oh my! Oh, don't do that. Because <laughs> yeah, he was like, when they were talking about his attitude and how he was acting, he was like, "Well, Roger Federer was forty times worse than me when he was a." G- g- no, don't don't no, do that. No, 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 no. that's no. 
dude, that's not the right defense. Yeah, that's not where you want to go with this. <laughs> <laughs> Who is the PR guy for Rune? Because they can get fired. I tell you. Yeah. They're not guys. It must have been the same person I was working for Osaka. Right? <laughs> Let them go. That out loud. I'm sorry. Let them go. <laughs> Let them go. <laughs> So what about you, Bryce? What are you what are you seeing in this uh, in this particular draw that you like? Well, I'm interested down at the bottom half of the draw where in the first round you have Bublik playing Rublev. Yeah, yeah. And and then the winner of that most likely plays the Rundelo. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. In the next round. Yeah. Um, I also like the fact that Karatsev and Hans, but <laughs> yep. are playing in the first round. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, so, and, and the fact that Davidovich Fokita already sent Van der Zanschlup home. <laughs> exactly. He's like, Clay is not your surface, son. Uh, gone. <laughs> Take you and all your consonants home. <laughs> <laughs> well, they both can fight over that one, though. <laughs> exactly. So, all of them got names. Right. So, but who are you thinking, Isaac, you know, comes through on this one? Is it Carlito? Oh. You know, it'll be it's it's hard it's hard for me to actually you would think that it would be, but I don't know why, but I just feel like because I haven't seen him, maybe his game isn't isn't quite at the top where it needs to be. But then again, I look at that side of the draw and I don't know that I see anybody really taking him out. Again, Baez will be a a a, a tough test. Um and who knows, maybe he'll get to play Rune in the in the semifinals, which again I, I would still expect for Carlos to get through that. Um right. so and I'm looking at the bottom of the draw like who would really be able to give him some trouble? And yeah, I, I, I to be honest, I'm struggling with, with that, bro. So I guess I would probably have to go with, with uh, Alcarez. How about you? Yeah, I'm going with Alcarez. I think he is the premier talent in this draw. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, he won't be without challenge. Right, right. So uh, there's some battlers in here. So it'll, this will be the one that I'll, I'll keep my good eye on this week. I agree with you wholeheartedly. Yes. So, um, so anyway, so those are the tournaments that we have for this week. So everyone keep your eyes on the tennis channel and, and watch all the good tennis that's happening here this week. And we will absolutely be back here next Monday to uh, talk to you about the results. That's right. That's right. Should be interesting. Like I said, I know folks are, are getting themselves kind of, kind of ready to, to, to enter into the hard court season. I, you know, it's, 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 it, yeah, it'll be fun to see who wins these tournaments. Right. So, one of the things we want to mention to everyone is, Isaac, you and I are about to go on a hard court run. Yes, we are. Uh, we will be in D.C. for the City Open the first week of um, August. And then the third week of August, we'll be in Cincinnati for the Western and Southern Open. And then for the next couple of weeks, after that, we will be in New York uh, for Qualies and the U.S. Open. So if right. you're going to be there, as you've been doing and we always love, please reach out to us. Hit us up on, on Facebook or Instagram. Let us know you're there. Let's meet. Let's take some photos. Let's do it for the gram. Uh, <laughs> 
Let's, uh, so those three tournaments, we will be there and we would love to meet any of you that are there as well. Absolutely. Check us out, folks. <laughs> now, um, there's some other news that has happened uh, since we've last talked. We have heard that Serena Williams and, and this is a, this is a big surprise to me, Rafael Nadal looked like they will both be at the Canadian Open. Fantastic. The second week of August. Now, I don't now Serena's not as big of a surprise because if she's going to play the U.S. Open, I was expecting for her to play one of these, if not two, of these warm-up tournaments. But Isaac, I was a little surprised with Nadal because I wasn't sure with the ab, you know, issue. Um, whether he would be even playing anything in the hard court series. Maybe you talked to Djokovic and found it he didn't need his abs. <laughs> I think maybe that was the case. You see, uh, Djokovic went to him and was like, look, man, I won the Australian Open with some torn up guts. What's wrong with you? Right. Um, you're right. So uh, who knows? But I tell you what, it is an interesting decision because I'm wondering if maybe Rafa is trying to uh, make a bid to end the year number one. Ah, maybe. Yeah, because it to me is very curious that he would try to play, but he is in a very, very good position to finish the year number one. And again, not just again, past the stats. So I, I don't know how many years he's finished number one. But yeah, if he can do that, I, I'm 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 thinking that he he even though he can't get the calendar Grand Slam, um, he that would be a nice, uh, nice little thing to to take out of the year for sure. Okay, so here's my theory, Isaac. We know his wife is pregnant, and I think she's due to deliver sometime in the late fall. Yes. So what he may be doing is like, okay, let me go ahead and rack up what I can rack up now, because mm -hmm. I'm either going to shut it down after the U.S. Open or after Labor Cup. Right, right. Because there you go. going to want to be home when his wife is close to delivering, and definitely there for a period of time afterwards. So mm -hmm. I think Nadal will either shut it down after the U.S. Open or after Labor Cup. I know everybody's excited about Roger and Nadal playing doubles at Labor Cup. And I think Nadal would do it if it does not interfere with, you know, the timing of the delivery of his child. Right. Uh, uh, but once I think the I think once the child comes, I think he's done for the year. Rafa's not playing end of the year championship. He's not playing anything. Mm -hmm. I I like your your synopsis a bit better than mine because you're right. I mean, he is a very thoughtful guy, so I think family first. That's always been Rafa's whole you know motto. Um, so I would imagine that, like you said, the minute the the baby arrives, he's going to be kind of in lockdown papa mode so i think you're right i think it's less about trying to get number one and all that stuff and just trying to play until the baby arrives and then at that point lock it down right right yeah. i think he would probably want to be um positioning himself to go back to australia right as right mm -hmm. exactly yep it appears that would be potentially the next time we see Djokovic because Djokovic has reiterated he's not taking the vaccine. Canada has come out and said 
you have to be vaccinated to come here and play wow. the term. So he's definitely not going there. And as long as Joe Biden doesn't forget what the policy is, <laughs> you, know, you know, he won't be able to come to the United States. So, uh, and Australia is already talking about if things kind of continue the way they are, they're going to probably be loosening up their COVID rules. So, Australia might be the next time we see Djokovic in a Grand Slam capacity. Right, right. And hey, once again, we've talked about it in, you know, in depth. Uh, if that's his position, hey, you got to live then with the with the with the results, with the impacts. So, there you go. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Well, the. You know, one of the thing, other thing that I want to throw out to our listeners is that, um, you know, in the month of August, when Isaac and I are going to be on the road at these tournaments, please be sure to stay in tune with us on social media. We're going to be providing you with loads of content. We have some really cool interviews coming up that we'll be posting that we want to share with you. We're going to do another gift basket giveaway this one from the u.s open so be be prepared to enter in that uh isaac anything you want to say about what's about to go down here in the next what five or six weeks no i just think it'll be a lot of fun we really hope to see you guys out there don't forget to uh, bring you some bot merch with you have it on uh support the cause be a part of the community we would love love to see you in it and uh, just to see you in general. And something else that I, I should probably explicitly mention is, you know how we do, we love our people at AYS Sports and uh, City Taste of Tennis. There are two events coming up, one both at the City Open, where City, of course, is the title sponsor. But as you know, uh, City Taste of Tennis also does an event uh, at the U.S. Open. So we plan to be at both and to be interviewing more players. So we know that you guys like that and we like it as well. So That's right. look forward to that. Good stuff. Good stuff. So, well, Isaac, I think it's time for us to, to go and, and jump on Instagram and, and, and get our gab on with the folks. Any final words that you have for this episode? No, no, nothing for me. Just uh, continue to enjoy your summer months. Hopefully everybody out there listening to this is enjoying the summer or enjoying getting out there playing the game of tennis. I know that we in the States, we're, these are our summer months, so we are out there having a lot of fun. So, yeah, let's play the game and let's enjoy ourselves. Absolutely. And just in case you forgot, because we didn't, we will have our second collab with the At The Net podcast guys, uh, Uncle CB and AJ. <laughs> uh, we'll be recording that in early August to do a review of the second quarter results. So we're very excited about that and look for that to come your way as well. So with that, this has been the show for this week. Uh, on behalf of the podcast, this has been your boy Bryce. And this is your boy, Isaac. And we are Brothers on Tennis. Everyone, take care out there. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? 
That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.